Welcome to Happy News Network. We are here to brighten your week while you take a break from doom scrolling. Join us as we discuss our latest Happy News finds. A bit about us, Kristen is a Colorado stage manager. And Shayna is a creator and stage manager. Shayna, what is your Happy News this week? Okay, I talked a few weeks ago about a class that I'm taking and part one of our course wraps up soon. I've got my final presentation and... I was really struggling with the project and I had such a great feedback session with another classmate and I feel a lot more clear about how to take all of my lessons about my own styles of leadership and how I work. And it was just really nice to have another person to bounce it all off of. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I'm so proud of you for taking a class and doing things, being productive during this. Yeah, trying to figure out... um, you know, how to repurpose and how to use my time wisely. So it felt like a good, a good thing to do. Yeah. What's new? What's your happy news for the week? I bought a butternut squash at the grocery this week and I made homemade butternut squash soup yesterday. (laughs) Ooh, how was it? it? It's so good. Like, I don't, I'm one of those people that like preps things so like I made the soup and I tried it to make sure that it tasted good and we haven't like had it as a meal yet but mm-hmm. it was really good and I'm just having a lot of fun like creating in the kitchen so yeah cooking yeah. seems to be giving you a lot of joy these days it's a way that you can be creative yeah yeah it's fun like I take a recipe and I'm like okay but what if I did this so yeah yeah. Oh, that's nice. And especially with the fall seasonal vegetables. Mm-hmm. Here for yeah. it. <laughs> oh my gosh. There, I like that we both bring different fun things to the table because who doesn't love food and who doesn't love self-improvement? <laughs> right. Right. It's a <laughs> wide array. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So tell me what news is bringing you happy feelings this week? <laughs> So I read an article, this is kind of like an ongoing thing, but I didn't really know it existed until this week when I found this article. Um, So we, you and me talk about NFL and our love of the NFL literally every single time we speak. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I, I mean, we know of like Peyton Manning retired and has his TV show and Troy Aikman retired and is doing like, we know of these retired NFL players who go on to be commentators or have their own shows or Mm -hmm. do nationwide commercials with Brad Paisley or whatever. But there are a ton of other NFL players who maybe don't have Archie Manning as a dad and don't as well connected as people like Peyton Manning and as anybody who's ever played for the Dallas Cowboys and now is a commentator. Um, but there's this program. Or the celebrity footprint's not as high, yeah. Right, exactly. Um, like people that come from low-income households and they have an, a football scholarship to Ohio State and then they play for the NFL and then what happens? Because like, right. that's not a lifelong career, your body. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other situation. But, <laughs> so for 40 years, the NFL has partnered with the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellowship which helps retired players pursue their dreams of coaching through NFL training camps, off-season workout programs, and mini camps. And all 32 NFL teams participate. And like former participants in this program include 
current Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, Mike Tomlin, former coaches, Lovey Smith and Marvin Lewis. And so like by attending these programs, minority coaches, aspiring coaches get the chance to practice and they get the exposure and kind of networking that they need Mm -hmm. to really get in with a club on the coaching level. So then that kind of also took me to like, sometimes people want to not just stay on the sidelines, but also want to work the front office. So Mm -hmm. in 2015, the Nun Wooten Scouting Fellowship Program was founded to help train former NFL and collegiate players for jobs in the front office, most notably. Very cool. Yeah, like pro football scouting. And it's just like these two programs that help players network and maybe find Mm -hmm. other things that aren't just playing. So- you know, it's you like think an of like, NFL grad school system in a way. Yeah. And like, I, I was thinking that. of all the players, like who get to the college level, like Peyton Manning's older brother, Cooper, get to the college level and then have an, a career ending injury. Then mm-hmm. what? Like if you're not Cooper Manning, what are you doing? So there's these programs right. that help you either coach or work in the front office. I just think that's so brilliant. Yeah. Those Maybe because those careers aren't this, lifelong, so. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking about this program that I'm doing and how it's it's both continuing education, but it's new education. Uh, so it's not just continuing to study what I already know. It's it's pushing it to new levels and, and giving yeah. me new. And it, I'm really, I'm, I can really identify with what some of these players uh, and future coaches are, or future GMs are, are feeling. And I love that. I was just listening to a podcast today talking about the NFL's new ruling about, um, incentives for draft picks based on, uh, minorities being promoted up the coaching pipeline. Mm -hmm. And there was a talk, uh, they talked about the need for improving the pipeline of minorities in the NFL coaching system. And I feel yeah. like initiatives like this are very overlooked in that they're not part of our mainstream discussion about the league. We we love to oversaturate our sports media market instead of just highlighting the programs that are already there. That's so, yeah. what a neat program. And to have someone like Mike Tomlin and if I had to guess, probably a Troy Vincent type who's now Probably. VP of the NFLPA, um, mm. who really want to be commendable leaders. I think that that is terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm, I mean, football brings me joy every day. Um, right. But who knew that's been <laughs> so, around for 40 yeah, years? Like, that's what? really that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. 40 years of successful uh, reintegration of people into the league. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going to go on a completely different route. I'm going to go back to food for a minute. Do it. <laughs> um, do it. Food always brings joy. Uh, something I've been, as we, as we research news every week, uh, I, I started, I started looking up old holiday season articles to share as we get into the holiday season, because we can't quite do what we normally do during the holidays. So how can we take that happiness that we're used to having and, and how do we continue it. Um, and I wanted to do it by bringing everyone old happy news. So I want to talk about Southern Illinois University and all the good that they do during giving season. Uh, they ran a food drive last year to benefit the Seleuki Food Pantry. It serves over 3,000 students and their families since opening in August 2016. Uh, students and families associated with the university. Uh, Evidently food 
insecurity and inequity among college students is very high. And so this is their way of giving back and participating and ending that. Uh, the school last year did a three-phase Thanksgiving back program. And they did all year round, they do all year round fundraising, but this specific program had uh, during the fall semester, they had a student leadership program collecting cans and donations during homecoming. And this one is super cool. The Department of Public Safety's parking division sponsored a one day can your parking fine event on Halloween. Anyone on campus, uh, anyone with a campus parking violation up to $35 could have it dismissed by donating at least six cans of fruit or uh, six cans of meat. So over $9,000 in citations were saved and over 1,600 cans were donated. So that's awesome. That's amazing. Wow, yes. I could have used that in college. Right? And uh, this school, Southern Illinois University, is not the only school doing uh, hard work recognizing food insecurity. SIU joined the Higher Education Anti-Hunger Coalition to join other colleges combating food insecurity. And I think that is a terrific thing. We talk about student loans and student loan debt, but the act of being in debt in the present while being a student is yet another obstacle a lot of students have to face. And when you're worried about putting food on the table, it's probably hard to focus on your homework. And I think that when people can give back to things like that, we should celebrate it. So yeah. Oh yeah. wow, that's really cool. Illinois. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Southern Illinois University doing the good work. I love yeah. that. Wow. Um, my next article is also at a university. I'm headed Ooh. south to Georgia, Georgia Tech. Um okay. Southern so, Academia. Right, right. Southern <laughs> Academia. Um, Caleb Anderson is a 12 year old boy from Marietta, Georgia, who is the youngest student studying aerospace engineering at Georgia tech. So like, can we unpack that for a second? First of all, the amount of times I had to spell check aerospace engineering while (laughs) typing my summary of this article made me feel even sillier, but like he's 12 years old and he's studying aerospace engineering in college. His name actually Jim Parsons just (laughs) pretending to be Sheldon Cooper like is it (laughs) right (laughs) whoa well so then like a little history of Caleb he started trying to speak at just four weeks old like mimicking what his mom was doing I was like okay that's insane and by the time he was two he was able to read the constitution which like I at 30 have still not done uh, I'm done. I'm packing it up. I'm good. Right. Bye, everybody. Like, okay, it's wow. been a nice two months of podcasting. <laughs> good. Right. Um, uh, he's got is, his all beat. Right. He's well here to make you feel maybe even worse about yourself. He's fluent in <laughs> Spanish, French, and Mandarin, in addition to Ooh. native English. And he graduated from high school at the age of 11. So, okay. Um, <laughs> That's and he's already, though. he already studied an entire year of aerospace engineering at Chattahoochee Technical College and hopes to internship with Elon Musk someday, which like, okay, hello, <laughs> like, obviously there's a lot I get a to vote, unpack in here. Of course you're going to do that. 
Yeah. Right. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts and questions. Uh, the first one is which is harder to spell aerospace engineering or Chattahoochee? <laughs> Chattahoochee. Okay, just joking. Um, I, I am so grateful that you shared this because I wish I had the mental capacity to do any of these things. Like I think I would be far better at playing football in a professional league than any attempt at aerospace engineering, <laughs> like put, put Mentos in a Pepsi bottle. And that's the extent of what I understand about right. stuff like well, that. His, um, his parents feel the same way. His parents are like, well, we haven't been able to help him with homework for a very long time, but the age they of did, four months, <laughs> right. But they did say we can teach him about compassion, kindness, and looking for good in others. So like, yeah. Caleb is just like the most well-rounded human that exists. So yeah, yeah. So well, awesome. I think uh, I think it's great that his parents recognize there's an overloaded capacity in yeah. one aspect of who Caleb is, and we have to make sure that it doesn't overpower the other side of what makes a person. That's remarkable, and that's yeah. going to help him even further than any any degree in education. Yeah, yeah. So oh, anyway, cool. I thought that was well, really Caleb, cool. At least he'll pay off his student loans by 35. So. <laughs> I'm kidding. On a complete separate note from anything related to academia, we're going to continue this road trip from Illinois to Georgia and go all the way over to Washington State uh, where they had wildfires uh, a couple months ago. And little Porky the porcupine, she was injured earlier this year in the wildfires. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon's, Brandon perked up when I mentioned Porky the porcupine. Um, so she was rescued by a lady named Riley Wisdom, which is the coolest name ever. Uh, Riley saw little Porky and rescued her. So Porky initially had no quills and she could barely see and she had some burning on her face. And because she's a wild animal, she was a little resistant, quite resistant to rehabilitation. But Riley rehabbed her and helped heal the facial burns and her overall strength. And she's now a fully functioning porcupine. So towards the end of this rehabbing process, Riley could sense that Porky was ready to head back out. Like she would get really, uh, I want to, she started acting almost like a teenager. Like she'd puff up her quills and be like, leave me alone. I don't need you anymore. And she was, she was, you know, completely undomesticated. And Riley was really grateful for that because they didn't grow attached to each other. And Porky was able to go back into the wild completely herself. And it meant, you know, it wasn't like she just domesticated this porcupine off the road. So when she was released, her mate, Mr. Porky is now his, so it's Porky and Mr. Porky. They saw each other and there's this video from the news feature and it's them doing this teeth chattering, talking across the tree at each other and their reunion. And then other, their other porcupine friends started showing up because Porky was back. It was so cute. It was a porcupine reunion. That's it like was so darn movie. cute. I know. And so uh, <laughs> it's not just happy news for Porky and Mr. Porky and all their friends. Uh, Riley herself is now looking at vet school and volunteer opportunities at rehab center. She's gotten some offers to do volunteering at uh, animal rehab uh, organizations. And uh, so everybody wins. Everyone gets to walk away happy. And Riley setting such a beautiful example for people who rescue animals to respect that they are wild animals. 
Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. Oh, yes, yeah. Riley. Yeah. I feel <sighs> like if I had to, I don't know, have you ever rescued an animal or anything like no. that? No. No. I, I can't imagine what that would be like, let alone a porcupine. <laughs> like, I just, Mm-mm. maybe a kitten, maybe a puppy, but like porcupine? <laughs> I don't know. I'm in Florida, mm-hmm. so maybe I rescue a gator. I don't know. Oh my god! Oh, oh god! <laughs> Hi, my well, name is Shana Exotic. I'm a <laughs> yeah, right. Hi, Can you Lucy. imagine? I I show up to the airport like, "Hi, this is my emotional support gator." Could you Yikes. imagine? <laughs> oh. oh gosh, I could never. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I have a couple story, but they're a human couple. Okay. <laughs> Not porcupines. <laughs> um, Becky and Ed Osowski. I don't know. I have no clue. Anyway, Becky and Ed started working at Martin's Supermarkets in Mishawaka, Indiana in 1970 and 1969, respectively. And are now, after a combined 100 years working at this supermarket, retiring. And they, so so Becky started as a cashier when she was 16 and she met Ed in one of the grocery aisles and they were married by 1975. And Ed retires as the director of produce at company headquarters, which has allowed him to travel the world. And he looks forward to traveling for leisure with Becky as soon as they're able and full circle situation, one of their children and two of their five grandkids have all worked at a Martin's supermarket. So I thought that was a really Aww. sweet, really cute story That's out so of Indiana that I just had to share. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I mean, you're it. on the spell check train this week. <laughs> oh my gosh, truly. Osowski? Os- yeah, how that's how it I spelled? would say that. O-W-S-K-I. And being from the Midwest, I feel like that's a Sowski. Yeah. And I feel like if I learned nothing from Pixar movies, it's Osowski, like Mike Wasowski. So yeah, Osowski. Yeah. And like it's the only reference. Thankfully from Ohio, I'm pretty confident that that town in Indiana is pronounced Mishawaka. Yeah. What a beautiful story. And I in thinking about like when we talked about the Maid of the Mist a few weeks ago and how that the current uh, one of the executives there they named the new boat for is uh, mm-hmm. he worked his way up. I love those mm-hmm. sorts of of stories. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Becky, like she, you know, she started when she was 16 as a cashier and she always thought like, well, I'm going to do more than this. This is just what I'm doing in high school. But then she would talk to other people who worked in other like high profile jobs and they were mm-hmm. all miserable. And she was like, I liked it here. It was worthwhile. And my husband works here. So yeah, everyone's happy. And sometimes happiness matters. Yeah. So, and they didn't even realize they had both set their retirement dates. And then they realized the store actually said, well, that's a combined 100 years of service for this supermarket. So that's kind of cool. And they're like, oh yeah, I guess they're just a really sweet Midwest couple. And I loved it. That's so sweet. Thank you for sharing. I, my next uh, and final piece of news follows the idea of what the American dream is, sort of like yours, but um, through emigration, because I, I don't know, I love those stories where people get to have their dreams or maybe dreams they didn't know they wanted to have. And 
I've really missed traveling and I like studying different cultures and I like studying through art. So this, this article sort of combines it all. Um, Kyung Mi Shin emigrated over from South Korea 38 years ago as a teenager, and she's now in her 50s, and she's an artist, and her art explores how East and West cultures cross or clash and how our history always stays with us, and her work is such a study in identity. So thinking about your article with the two people who had different careers in the same place and how they both grew within those roles... It's part of who they are. You know, her part of who Kyung Mi Shin is, is part of her South Korean and part of her is American. And her art really encompasses East and West. Like uh, last year, she studied fine porcelain in China, where it was first created in 600 CE. And she made busts of herself and of her father. And they're not just plain porcelain busts. They incorporate um, patterns over the shoulder and neck from the East Orient style in that very 1800s era style to sort of showcase um, the clash of cultures. It's beautiful and it's really thought provoking. And uh, some of her paintings are really cool and they're mixed media. So they're like, some of them are like, one of them is a medieval scene Uh, painted on top of a family photograph of her father's graduation. So it's like blend old art, blend new style, blend old views with new accomplishments. It's so cool. So her art exhibit is currently at the Orange County Museum of Art out in California. And I was like, I really want to go be there in spirit. Uh, And I, you know, we sort of celebrated virtual art museum tours on social media recently. And I was like, oh, I wish I could do a virtual tour of this exhibit. But if you look up the article, I I did take the article from NPR. Uh, You can see a lot of her work in that article and it feels like you're on a museum tour. Cool. Oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Not happy in the direct cause and effect sense, but happy in that it's so cool to see somebody else's story. Yeah. And like, I just, oh man, like working with porcelain is so complicated. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Just yeah. that's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Like when's the last time you went to an art museum? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's been a long time. Well, you got to do murals over the summer, so that's something. Yeah. Oh, I do honestly, though, think the last time I went to an art museum was in South Korea, so that's weird. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. (laughs) If you're craving retail therapy, check out Positive Posts Clothing Co. They have designs to uplift and combat daily negativity. They have everything, apparel, face masks, mugs, magnets, and tote bags. I love their kindness is contagious and reading will take you to new worlds campaigns. Enter the code HAPPY at checkout for 15% off your purchase. That's HAPPY in all caps. What are you looking forward to? (laughs) Um, Tomorrow is one week before Thanksgiving. So that means I'm putting the tree up tomorrow. (laughs) Are you so excited? I am so excited. Like you need to, everybody needs to know that like, I've got a list of like, first we have to do this and then we do this and then we get the tree out and then it needs to rest and be acclimated to the house for 24 hours before we put decorations on. Like I have a whole system and I'm so thankful that Aaron is just like, okay, 
she's insane. I love that the tree just has accepted. her own experience. Oh my God, you're not insane. You're just methodical. Like, well, this is the way I've done it for the last 30 years. So why would I do it differently? <laughs> this is how it's done. <laughs> you were raised in a Christmas decorating family. So we're not going to mess with the method here. I know. I've only talked about it for the last like month of episodes. So anyway, <laughs> talk to us about something else. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, it's fine. Mine is super boring. We're sort of trading off who talks about food. Um, I was in like a cooking slump for, oh, I don't know, July, August, September, and October. So um, I'm recently sort of just like what I sort of was going the other week. I mean, what's the easiest thing I can do that tastes good, but it's healthy, blah, blah, blah. So it's just so easy to cut up zucchini, potatoes, carrots, tomatoes, throw it on a sheet tray with some seasoning, you know, some salt, some pepper, maybe some basil leaves or dry parsley or whatever. And then you've just got a delicioso batch of cooked up veggies. And I bought a bunch of veg and I can't wait to make that tonight to last the weekend. Wow. And uh, it's just, ah, oh, man, when you're cooking all day, every day, or you're cooking with your family all day, every day, it, it does take a toll. And I'm grateful I don't have kids that I'm also cooking for or something like that. Um, so trying to find joy in cooking again. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a fun time. I would say, <laughs> yeah. And I would say now that we're getting into squash season, it's, it's easier to have a little bit more fun because you can, instead of just zucchini noodles, you can do spaghetti squash. So. Yeah. 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 I made a meat sauce with spaghetti squash this past week, but it was so good. Yum. Yeah. Wow. And it was vegan meat. So it tasted super vegan. Like it was, it wasn't like super off taste. Like it tasted like normal meat, but I was like, oh, it's vegan. This is really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I love. Yeah. And I, I know that you're super excited for the holidays. So soon your house will smell officially of all the holiday baking and cooking. Freaking out. Um, yes. It's fine. <laughs> Keep, yeah. your cool, Keep your cool. <laughs> I wish you could like capture that scent like in a bottle, you know, and then when you're having like a rough day in March, you're just like oh, sweet potatoes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, well, listeners, let us know your happy news, names, pictures, family friendly fun, whatever you're up to, you are up to. We love it all. We want it all. We do. Email us at <laughs> hnnpodcast at gmail.com. Also be sure to follow us on social media at hnnpodcast for happy news throughout the week. Until next time, I'm Kristen. I'm Shayna. Have a happy week. Have a happy week. Have a happy week.